Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Well, today you are in for a real treat. I am joined by husband, father, granddad, lawyer, golfer, and of course, jazz pianist, Mike Kanopic. Mike has studied jazz piano with me for the past six and a half years and started his piano journey, his jazz piano journey, as an adult at the inspiring age of 46, proving to the world that it is never, ever too late to begin pursuing dreams. And it's never too late to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Needless to say, Mike is an inspiration to many who personally know him and is about to be your inspiration too. I am thrilled that Mike has agreed to come on Jazz Piano Skills to share his story. So both the audio and video formats are available for this podcast episode. Of course, you can listen to the audio version of this podcast through any of the popular podcast directories, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, and so on. Or you can go directly to jazzpianoskillspodcast.com where you can also watch the video of the show, which I strongly recommend. So now, it is my great pleasure and honor to welcome to Jazz Piano Skills, Mr. Mike Kanopic. Mike Kanopic. <laughs> Can you believe it? Can you I, are Bob? on. You are on jazz piano skills, my friend. From uh, I was going to say coast to coast, but I guess it's from Australia to Italy and points in between, right? Yeah, that's right. We're all jazz piano skills all over the place. Right. So anyway, hey, it's a thrill to have you today. I've been threatening you for a long time that I was going to have you on jazz piano skills, and here I, I made good on my threat. Yeah, no, it's are. a thrill to be here. So um, you know. This is interesting, right? Because I started last year this process of interviewing not just uh, uh, prof other professional jazz pianists and educators, but also inviting students on uh, like yourself to come on and share your story and share your background. And you have a fantastic story and history in music. And so it's great that you're joining me today and and willing to share your story because I think it's going to have a profound impact on a lot of listeners uh, that can will totally will be totally relating to your journey. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to turn the microphone over to you right okay. now and kind of fill us in. And this is, you know, there's a lot that I don't know about yeah. you, even though I've been now teaching you for how many years have, have we been studying jazz together? Six and a half years. Six and a half years we've been mm -hmm. studying jazz together. Mm -hmm. And I, I know there's a ton about the, the your whole journey that I still uh, have, uh, that I have to learn myself. So I'm excited about this. So why don't you kind of start at the beginning, how you got into music? How, how did this, how did you get to this point at, 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 that we are well, here right now? So. You know, growing up, I was I, I participated in sports, and uh, you know, when one season ended, football season ended, basketball season started. Believe it or not, I did play basketball right. in junior high school, uh, and then baseball season. So I, I never really had time for music, although I liked listening to music. 
growing up. My parents did not ever really uh, push me in that direction. But I liked listening to, as I grew older, I loved the Beatles when they, from the first time they appeared right. on Ed Sullivan in 1964. And, uh, and so as I, as I became a, a teenager, Elton John came around and, and I liked listening to his music and I liked uh, uh, listening to uh, Billy Joel. Uh, and, and I noticed, you know, when, when other people were playing the air guitar, I was playing the air piano. Uh, as a <laughs> as a kid, you know, and uh, yeah, so I like. Awesome. I mean, I would pl- I would I was constantly hitting my knee with my right hand, you know, keep trying to emulate whatever whoever was playing, and I, my friends gave me a hard time about it. So, but I never had time for music or took the time. Uh, and my mother has told me if if she had forced me to take lessons as a as a kid, I would have kicked and screamed because I didn't have the time, and I was participating in sports right. as much so right so um you know i always kept listening to music and then and then in you know oh three uh when i was 46 years old a friend of mine told me he said i'm taking um group piano lessons adult piano lessons at smu <laughs> okay, hit the pause but yeah. hit the pause button there for a second because between high school, you know, you know, you jump from high school to 40, 40 some years of age. You actually went to college. You're, you're at Aiken, Texas, Texas A&M. Texas A&M, right? Yeah. And, uh, and you're a lawyer. Yeah. I went to, well, I went to Jesuit High School here in Dallas. And yes. um, I played baseball there. Hoped, had the dream of, you know, going on and playing in the majors and that, that dream when I figured out I couldn't hit a slider, that, that was uh, <laughs> evaporated. Although I tried to play in college, but uh, so then I went to A and M, uh, graduated, and um, and went to SMU Law School, and had children, and uh, I had three children, and now two grandchildren. But I had three had three children, and so I really right. didn't have so, time. Yeah. So so yeah. But but all during that time, I mean, you, you're you're enjoying music, mm-hmm. you're digging music, but you really you really hadn't given any thought to actually formally study music. None, none at all. Uh, okay. Right. My mother had a piano in their house, and and you know nobody really ever played it. But um, uh, when I was an adult, and and so yeah, no, I never did. And so then uh, a friend of mine just happened to tell me, I was, again, I was 46. I really hadn't given it any more thought. And he said, look, I'm taking piano lessons at SMU as a group, in a group setting, adult uh, setting. <clears throat> so I looked into that and I, um, uh, I think they met every Tuesday night or something like that. But I was, I was interested from the beginning. I remember uh, Laura was, was a teacher and she said, first thing she said was everybody find middle C. And we were in a classroom. I'm not sure we even had a keyboard in front of us. I think maybe we had some <laughs> diagram or something. But, but you know, it was okay. Then everybody tried to keep a beat: one, two, three, four. And but I but I liked it, and um, um, so I bought a you know a fairly inexpensive keyboard at that time. And but I found myself at that time because the lessons were at a set time, and I was traveling a, a lot for business. I was not able to keep up with those lessons, and so. I started taking from her part-time, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, um, individual lessons at SMU. Private, right. Uh, and then she moved to Plano. I had to drive to her house to take to, to go to the lessons. 
And, you know, we just focused on songs. And then she moved in uh, mm, 04-ish or 07, something like that. And so then I I was scouting around on what to do. Didn't know what to do, but I didn't want to stop. Uh, and I uh, I bought this wonderful piano that I'm where I'm sitting right now. Uh, and but wanted to just keep doing it. But all I was doing was playing songs. And so then a, a lady named Linda, um, and it was important to me that she come to my house for you know for convenience purposes. And and so Linda, uh, I started taking lessons from Linda. Uh, in 07 ish. Uh, and, um, um, but, but we got to a point where I was just learning songs and she was a wonderful teacher. I mean, she, she helped me learn how to read. Uh, right. And, so when you say learning songs, you're, you're doing like traditional piano lessons mm-hmm. at that time, right? Tre- reading treble clef, reading bass clef. Hannon book, you know, right. Okay. Yeah. So you're doing your traditional kind of classical piano, introductory classical piano lessons. Okay. Right. And I was trying to play songs that were really over my head. I mean, I, I can sit here. Yeah. Like everyone does. I try yeah, to play for a leash, you know, um, right. with that. And, I, and I, thought, I thought this doesn't sound half bad. Well, I'd like to go hear what it sounded like then now, but, uh, <laughs> but it, uh, uh, so, um, but I, I, and I told you the other night that, that, I remember vividly there were some, and I bought piano books like they were going in a style, uh, like I'm sure right. a lot of people do with songbooks. Right, exactly, yeah. right. And uh, and I would sit down and try to hammer out some some song from you know a Carol King book, uh, right. And and, um, uh, and I found, but I found when I couldn't do it quickly, I got frustrated and would put that book down and then go, go try to ma- find the magic pill somewhere else, you know. Right. Yeah. The, you find the book, the book, right? Because right? that book didn't turn out. So you now go find another book. And, I mean, I've still got those books. They're in a closet or somewhere. I dug them out not long ago right. and I'm thinking, what am I ever going to do with these books? I mean, yeah. <laughs> right. So, uh, um, so I remember in that context, I said something to you the other night, how something we were looking, Linda and I were looking at, it had the Roman numerals on it and I never had seen those before. Uh, right. And, and I asked her, so what are these? And she said, well, we'll get to those. And, and I can't, and I would ask her questions about like, why does this fit here in this melody or why are we playing this in this melody? Well, we'll get to those, you know, and, and, and which, which, which is, which is code for, we'll never, we'll never get to those. Probably. And well, we never did. <laughs> right. <what> for. <laughs> right. And, and so, um, you know, I think I had plateaued again. I, I can't say enough nice things about how I progressed right. sure. from with Linda, and and uh, uh, but I, I think I plat. Well, I knew I, I plateaued, uh, and I was I was I was trying to get more 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 theory. And we did some jazzy songs. Linda and I would do some at times, and I'm thinking I kind of like that. I mean, they're easy. They're not easier, but they're they more interesting to play to me. Right. Than Elton John songs, for example. Uh, right. Um, and so I started in, in uh, the summer of 15. She wanted to take the summer off, and which was okay with me. And uh, I started scouting around. And, and as I told you, I I just didn't call her back. Uh, and I'm you said it was okay to say this. It was like when I date girls and not call them back. I just wouldn't call her. I didn't call her back. <laughs> and, you dumped her. Well, I was... <laughs> I, but I trans- maybe she dumped you. Maybe maybe she, she actually dumped she you. Call me back either. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so 
but I cringed every time I'm thinking if she calls me, what am I going to tell her? But, but anyway, so, so I, I, I did a little homework on, um, um, uh, jazz. I, I really wanted to look more into jazz. So I did a little homework on jazz and, and, um, that led me to you. There was another, there's somebody else that, uh, uh, I want to say Preston Forrest here in Dallas who I talked to, uh, but didn't really get a great vibe from. And, but I remember asking you, will you come to my house? You said, no, because at that time I thought it was important, uh, for me to, right. I remember that now you did ask me, uh, that, but I was like, and, uh, dude, do I look like a doctor making house calls? I ain't going to your house. Right. And so, uh, <laughs> It's kind of creepy, man. <laughs> and so I, um, uh, I talked to you as August of 2015, and and you said, "Come out, I'll give you a free look, uh, and uh, you know, if you like it, great." And your life, and your and your life changed forever. You know, it has. Uh, Jennifer will tell you. My wife will tell you. My life, our lives have changed forever. Uh, I don't know. And I get emotional about it sometimes. I mean, I. It has been a life changing. I mean, getting to know you and the Tam and the kids, and uh, but but you you know, and I'll put in a, a pitch for the school and you. I mean, you you make learning fun. I mean, I know that sounds no, corny, you, but uh, you keep it interesting. Uh, I get frustrated, as you know, uh, and uh, but but you know you know. So in in 2015 we started, and and I remember the first time uh, you and I met. Uh, you, I, I looked for that sheet of paper I talked to you about the other night that I, I can't find it, but it had all 60 sounds on it in the key of C. Yeah, the 60 chords. Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, and um, um, that was well, from an old John McKee. Yeah, five for the key of C. Right. All, all 60 for it, the, all 12 keys, right. You're right. It's an old Jazz Mohegan book that has the, the 60 chords of jazz. Right? Because I remember talking to somebody at SMU. I called SMU. Gosh, some stuff's coming to mind. I ain't thought about it in years. I called SMU and talked to students there. And they said, if you're going to study jazz, you're going to need to learn your chords. I mean, your, your scales. And right. see, with, with Linda, I never learned scales. Uh, yeah, because the focus was on playing songs. Yeah. And yeah, I right. thought, oh, gosh, do I really want to? Which, which Mike, in, in her defense, which is typical, uh, most adult students when uh, starting on playing piano lessons, right? It's only natural, right? You, you want to learn how to play the piano, so you think, I'm going to learn how to play songs. Right. And, and, and you start there. And, and as you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, groundwork that needs to be covered to get you to the point to, to be able to play a lot of songs. Right. And, and, and yeah. so... Uh, but but the thing you told me was, look, there's there's twelve keys, there's five sounds in each key. That's sixty sounds. Twelve notes, R right? Exactly. Okay. And right. Uh, you know, Paul McCartney had sixty. Beethoven had sixty. Mozart had sixty. So right, sixty chords. Yeah, right, sixty. There's chords. not an infinite amount. Correct. Okay. There's a finite finite number. Right. And so, and, and, then, and then I remember you talked about paper practice, uh, because the, you know, what seems so elementary to me now is what's a C major chord. Okay. Well, okay. Now I know what that is, but, but I had to sit, right. but, but I before thought a chord was, was three notes. I mean, I thought it was C E G. Okay. Right. Instead Again, of going very to the seventh. Normal. Right. Like, yeah. Very normal. Uh, and, and, and so, and when I was playing songs before, that's what I would hit. If I had a C major, I would hit a 
CEG, right. but, but um, um, so um, and, and paper paper practice. And at the time, I thought, well, what's he talking about this paper practice stuff? But but right. it was really invaluable. I mean, and you you're right. you were big on, and I've still got some of these paper practice notes. You're big on going up, you know, where you, you go, you build that cord vertically going up. So CEGB, right. okay. And right. then you okay, what's what's the dominant? What's the minor? And and uh, right. Uh, and and you said, look, when you're on an airplane, do this paper practice. Uh, and I right, did. that you don't that 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 you can you know again a lot of most students always equate practicing with being at the instrument, mm -hmm. right? And the thing that what you're talking about is I like to stress that there's a lot of ways to practice away from the instrument. Yeah, I, stu and, and, study what. Yeah. And you kept that up with those illustrations that you have in your podcast materials. Right. Uh, Correct. But, right. Um, um, and I still paper practice. I mean, I still, I don't necessarily do it vertically, but I've still got, we're, we've been well, working on. Well, as you on, should, right? Yeah, we've been working right, on as you arpeggios. Yeah. And, and I told you at the beginning of the year that the thing that I'm weak on, among the things I'm weak on, is is knowing, um, um, getting the harmonic vision, as you call it, Uh and right. knowing, okay, what are what are my? I can go up, I can ascend, a lot easier than I can descend on on right. on scales and arpeggio. So, uh, and so. Well, you 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 uh, you've told me a story, and I vaguely remember this. But when you first came in for your first lesson, you sat down and played a song. I think you played. What song did you play? I, I think probably you played, played like, Imagine. I probably could play Imagine at the time. I can't. Do it. Yeah, you played. I, I can't, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it was like a John Lennon tune or something, right. you know. And, and you played. And, and what did you? What did you say? You you, you told me that I said something to you. Do you remember what I said mm -hmm. to you after you played the song? Mm -hmm. Something about well, that's good. You know, you know how to play a song, but now I'm going. To oh teach yeah, you now to, I'm going to teach you how to play piano. I do. <laughs> I do remember that absolutely. Yeah. You said now. Uh, you, you've been learning songs and now I'm going to teach you how to play the piano. And I thought, what's he talking about? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Right. So that's the, that's the big difference. I think over the last five years, right. You've been learning, you've been learning how to play the piano mm -hmm. and, and, and doing it very well. Well, that's nice for you to say. Uh, yeah. yeah doing it very and, well. and I've told you, I would rather, I would rather, you know, work on exercises and work on improvisation. One people uh, rather than tunes, if you hit the wrong note playing a tune, people know it. If you hit the wrong note playing an improvisation, <laughs> right. so yeah, that's funny. Okay, so let's talk a little bit now. Let's. So here you go. We got started, and you said this. This been five and a half years. Is that right? It's been six and a half years. Six and a half years. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. So okay, so six and a half years. So let's talk a little bit about how you approach practicing. Uh, how, how you approach practicing, how you, how you structure it on a day-to-day -day basis, because you do, I mean, you practice on a day-to-day -day basis. You, you remain very consistent uh, with your practicing. So let's, let, let's kind of share with listeners a little bit, because there's so many folks that are in the same boat learning how to play. Uh, talk, talk to us a little bit about how you structure practicing on a day-to-day basis. -day day-to-day -day basis and not only how you structure it but what you practice as well well one, one thing I'd, I'd like to do i don't always do it i didn't do it today for example i like to practice first thing in the morning and i know you had a okay. you had a student on not long ago who said the same thing um 
Yeah. Because yeah, John Gray. Yeah. One, I'm I'm a little more clear headed first thing in the morning. I haven't started, you know, thinking about it. I'm still working not much longer, but I'm still working. And so not not having, you know, so I, I like going first thing in the morning. And Jennifer will tell you as we're doing stuff during the day, she'll say, oh, you're worried about are you going to get to practice this afternoon or tonight? So she likes me practicing in the morning. Uh, I um, I was impressed with one student you uh, interviewed um, not all that long ago who, one, he said he likes to write in his lesson plans a week in advance. I, I don't do that, that that far in advance. But I do like to, uh, as you've stressed, have, um, have an idea or more than an idea. Like right now I'm working on this harmonic and melodic workout. Uh, that you've done on right. your podcast, uh, and our scale work and our yeah, and, and on in C major and and how to how to make that how to turn that into improvisation, which I find incredibly difficult still. But uh, but I've got right. otherwise I get frustrated if I'm wandering if I'm not if I don't know what I want to do or what I I, I want to work on. Uh, I'll work on something for 10 minutes and go to something for 10 minutes and I, and I don't get anything accomplished. Well, that's the big struggle, right, Mike? We, we talk about all the time, right? Have a, have a clearly defined objective before you even sit your rear end on the bench, right? Because if, if you do not have a clearly defined objective for that practice session, it's, what happens is exactly what you said. You sit down and you, you go, oh, I think I'll work on this for a little bit. And you, and you spend, you know, five, ten minutes on it. Then you're off to the races doing something else. And then you're off to the races doing something else. And, and it's kind of like a dog chasing its tail. Mm-hmm. You, you, you sat there for an hour, but you got nothing done. Right. Well, and, and that's another thing that that I rarely sit here for just an hour, and I probably right. You're, I probably should more, uh, but I mean, when I was in school, so I was study for long periods of time. So, what's your average practice session? Yeah. How how long is your at? How, how long? Two hours. Two hours. Yeah. So when you sit down, you you actually spend two hours at a pop practicing the piano. Yeah, and I'll, I'll I try to work a tune in there some. Uh, yeah, you, you, right. you've emphasized that. I mean, right now, uh, be, be, because when you show up at events, events, when you show up at, at casual gatherings, people want you to people play want something. you to play, right? Yeah, yeah. Play, play me a song, right? Yeah, and so summertime's on my list. I'm working on good tune, um, Angel Eyes. Yeah, uh, another great tune. It- but uh, I, I want to be able to play something like that at, at the drop of a hat. But again, you know, I can remember we had some friends at our home in California. Uh, and uh, my friend said to me, play, play a song. And his friend said, or his wife said, I like hearing what he's doing right now. And I was doing nothing but working on C minor uh, arpeggio. <laughs> so you're just playing, you're just playing. Yeah. You're well, that's a good, Hey man, that man, that's a great testimony to you because we've talked about that too. Right. If you can play an exercise and it sounds like music and people enjoy it, you're on the right track. Yeah, because no, that's, that's exactly that, right. That's no, how you should be playing. Uh, embellishment right. to it. I was just sitting there. Entering right. The and she's not, but, but, it's, but yeah, right. But, but it should be musical to so what she was saying to you is what you were playing was very musical to yeah. her, even though there wasn't a title, to, there wasn't a, a, a formal title attached to it. Right. Um, so that's, that's, 
that's a that's a compliment. But I I I get frustrated sometimes because I want to then throw in a something we've done in the past that I haven't haven't worked on in months. So uh, uh, let's throw some encircling around this or something like that. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, you know, now you now you're right now you're straying a yeah. little bit. But I don't want to forget. And one thing I right. I don't want what we've done in the past to remain in the past. And one thing I love about what you're doing on these melodic and harmonic workouts is we're coming back to some pretty basic stuff. Uh, Correct. That, you know, but in, but but it always comes back to that. Well, yeah, and, and you've always emphasized grunt work and scale work and our and you know I told Jennifer I said. Bob says he sits down and just works on scale sometimes. She said, you're kidding me. I said, no. You know? yeah. And he said that other jazz piano players do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, jazz musicians in general, right? I mean, it's it's misleading to, to – I think it's incredibly misleading to suggest to any student that you can somehow in some way bypass or complete the grunt work as if, as if someday you're done with scales, as, as if someday you're done with arpeggios. Yeah, I got news for you. The someday never comes because you, you continue to work on scales and you continue to work on arpeggios and and technique development. That that's an ongoing process forever and ever. And well, ever. you refer to it so, in, as abs articulation. What's B? Balance and balance. And B things. is balance between the hands. You mm -hmm. know, between your harmonic work and melodic work. And um, so, you know, but but one thing that you did say that I want to back up for a second, because I think it's important for people listening, you you know, you're 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 a unique animal and that, you know, you, you sit down and you devote a couple hours a day um, to um, are those billable hours, by the way, do you bill people? Uh, I shouldn't comment on uh, that probably. OK, we'll just leave that. We'll just leave that alone. OK, so <laughs> you said. I, I have a hunch, but I won't say what I think it is. But anyway, so you, you spend a couple hours. But one of the things that and you've heard me say this and, I, and I've told you this, even though you, you let it go in one ear and out the other ear, that I'm a big believer in short periods of short burst of practice time. Right. Like a, a very focused 20 minutes, a very focused 30 minutes gets a lot done. So I don't want listeners thinking, you know, getting depressed right now, going like, man, dude, I should be practicing. No, 20. Right. I, I should be practicing two, two hours a day because you, you, you don't have to put that kind of time in if you have um, very specific skills and goals that you're working on and, and, a, and a process in place that you can get in and get out and, and accomplish a lot. But but you can like but you can even accomplish more if you put more time. Well, but your in. point's so it's, well it's taken. I mean, I I sat down before I went to bed last night and played Angel Eyes for about fifteen minutes. You know. Uh, See, now that's fantastic. Yeah, and, that's and, that's great. And so and I'm working on improving. You know, I'm working on playing the tune and improving for a run through and then playing the tune again, like you do, like you talked about. But no, I, I certainly sit down for snippets of time, 15, 30 minutes. But I'll look up, Bob, seriously. And you know, I think I'm going to sit here for 15 minutes. I've been sitting here for 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's that's a that's a phenomenon that happens, right? You sit down thinking I'm going to just I'm just going to spend 20 minutes. You look up and and uh, you know that's what that's what Tam says to me all the time too because I sit down at the piano and uh, and she goes, hey, we got it, we have to go. And I said, I'm I'm only going to be a couple minutes, and she goes, is that like real time or Bob time? Because Bob <laughs> time on the piano is like 
you know, two hours, not two minutes, you know? So I, yeah, I get it. It, it. That happens, but, but that's because we enjoy doing it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole, um, that, that's the whole point. And I always think we can get, I always think I can get better. I mean, when I, when I voiced right. to you, my frustrations that I've experienced over the holidays, uh, you said, well, you're getting better and you're expecting more of yourself. And I am my world, my, my worst critic. Uh, so, uh, right. But I want to tell you something, yeah. something too, that helps me with lessons from you is, I, as you know, record, audio record my lessons. I mean, if, if I did not audio record my lessons, I cannot imagine how much of that I would retain. Let's talk about that. Be, yeah, let's talk about that for, uh, for a minute, because you do. When you come in for a lesson here in person... You you set up your phone right there on the piano. You hit the record button and record the entire lesson. And then what do you do with that? Talk a little bit about after you do after after I do you this with it. that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, for those of you listen, for those of you listening, like driving in the car right now, he just held up a stack of, of like binders of of notepads and books that he transcribed. Uh, I transcribed transcribe the lesson. So you literally go, you literally go back and you listen to the lesson and you transcribe it. You you listen to it again and write down what we've discussed and and what your yeah what the goal of the lesson is. Yeah, yeah, it's phenomenal. That, because one of the things that I'll ask you, okay, what do you mean work on? And so you know, for next week or between now and next week, and you'll give me right. things to work on and I'll write those down. But uh, um, so the first. I started doing, I must have started doing this in July of 2018 because I have July 2018 notepad here and I date them. Here's my first book is July 2018 to October 2018. Uh, and I'm wow. so ridiculous about this. I started indexing these at one point in time. I said, I'm not doing that. That's, <laughs> that's too much time. <laughs> So, but I, but I, hey man, I, you know, hey, do, you, do you ever, hey, you ever get to court, you know, on a trial case and you open up your folder for the defendant or whoever, you know, your, your no. client and you open it up and you, and you look down, you got modes and you have scales written. Oh, oh my God, I, I grabbed the wrong folder. No, I haven't done that yet. But I, and, uh, oh, okay, but I, um, um, I, you know, I've asked other students, I mean, Linda, for example, who is before me, uh, Right. If she ever records those lessons and she says, no, I don't know if you have any other students who record lessons, but I some some do and uh, <clears throat> many don't. Uh, and and believe it or not, I I actually invite students to do that because a lot of times I think uh, students are afraid to ask to record if for some reason like that's like, I don't know, some kind of invasion of privacy or anything. But, but I think you should. I think anybody listening right now, if you're taking private lessons with teachers, I think it's a great idea. We have the technology in our back pocket all the time, right? Our phone, uh, the hit the record button and record the lesson. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, as you you can testify here that uh, – How'd you like that? I threw in a little law law terminology. Was that good? good. You can testify to you can testify to the fact that that's very beneficial for you, correct? Absolutely. Uh, and I don't know what well you were when we first started. You would give me a synopsis of our lesson in something that you called Maven Link, right? Right. And then you got busy, yeah, like a little summary with other stuff. And and so I don't know what I you know for three years apparently I didn't record but um uh and i also record your i also transcribe the podcast and i know now right i know now that you have a transcription 
in the podcast yeah, that, itself. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, you'd come yeah, you'd you'd come in you'd come in and show me your transcription notes. I'm like, hey Mike, you know it's like uh Well, but but it it allows me to because the the podcast is on Tuesday and our lessons are on Wednesday. And right. and it allows me to have in my notes questions that I'll have about something yeah. you did in the podcast. So I and, and I it, like a lot of people, I retain things better if I write you write down. down. I mean, it's like that paper practice. So, I mean, a lot of that paper right. I just threw away. Uh, right. But but when I was in college and law school, I would remember things by, you know, writing them down. Then I would just toss a paper. Right. Well, that's why I'm a big that's why I'm a big uh, promoter of, of paper practice. Right. That, that that there's something to that you know, to sit down and write out your scales or write out your chords. There's something very powerful about that in the learning process that you should absolutely be doing. And not just one time, but, but several times, right? Well, I'm big on charts too. Like you, like you, now you open the floodgates a little bit. I'm I'm big on charts in that, uh, uh, when we've done those voicings, those, those, those left hand, Contemporary shells. I mean, I've got right. a chart here that I've shown you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fantastic. That I have all of my the left-handed voicings, and then I've got separate sheets of paper with right. two-handed voicings. Like, there's my major two-handed voices. Okay, for contemporary. Right. Contemporary. Oh, well, and, and I and. I, Right. And I can't tell you enough how invaluable that is that you take the time to map that out, to sketch it out, to put pencil to paper and create an image. The imagery is so incredibly important. I mean, I carry that around everywhere when, when we go back and forth. Yeah. That's always with me. Right. And I'm, I'm so well, what do I, what, losing it that I, I've also put it on a computer. Right? <laughs> Just, yeah. Well, and, and, and what that what that paper practice does in creating those image, images, I, how many times have I told you and I've stressed in, throughout the podcast episodes that, you know, musicians play by shapes and sounds, shapes and sounds. And so, so when you're mapping things out, you're you're making shapes come to life visually, you know, on paper. And then and then when you place those shapes on the piano, they become uh, they come alive physically as well. Yeah, I mean, so and, much. And that's. So, I remember you you really stressed that and I mean and that's yeah, coming to so light much, now more so right. cuz we're doing those you're you're saying you do the inversions in your right hand because those that's going right. to be that's a blueprint to what you're going to be playing improvisation improvise, right that's that that's exactly right that's exactly right so yeah that's fantastic so um okay so you're consistent. Let's talk about the consistency because that's really, you know, quite honestly, that's even more important than the length of time, right? So whether somebody sits down and practices two hours a day or whether somebody sits down and practices 20 minutes a day, the key there is a day. So you talk about your consistency. This is something that you've built into your schedule that you do on a daily basis. Well, I mean, I'll, there are certainly some days that I don't do it. I mean, so don't, well, yeah, right. but, but, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, but those are few and far. Those are few and well, far between, many. though. That's correct. Right, uh, right. And as corny as it sounds, I'm thinking, you know, I'm paying for these lessons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously, I mean, not only do right. I want to learn it, but that's the way I felt right. about college. I thought in, in law school, I thought my parents are paying for, for the school. I'm not going to skip class. Right. Uh, yeah, because that's just right. 
Totally get and so, it. But, uh, but, I, but, it, but if I didn't like it, I wouldn't do it. Okay. Uh, Correct. So, but I, yeah, I, I try to set some time out at least a day. And, and it's funny because, uh, as you know, we're, we've talked about, you know, spending more time in Dallas, California, et cetera. And, and um, um, you know, we, Jennifer said, well, what we could do is, is, you know, maybe come back to Dallas for, you know, a month and have a VRBO. And I said, and her, I said, I've got to have to have a piano. I mean, I told her, I said, I'm not going that long without, without a pi- piano. Yeah. And she knows how yeah. important it is. Uh, that's, to, that's awesome. Yeah. And she supports you. I Absolutely. Mean, she's incredible. She's incredible support for you. That I think that's fantastic as well. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it, uh, she absolutely, and in fact, she's working on loan documents. I mean, she's, she is working. And, uh, uh, but she was sitting here where she works at the dining room table or at the, at the apartment here. And, uh, so I think I'm going to do this at the, uh, at the piano. And she said, well, then I got to move into the office because I got to get this work done. So I'm glad somebody in the family working. <laughs> but no, she's very supportive. Um, yeah, that's and, awesome. And, uh, so, so okay. So I, I I want you to talk a little bit because you know uh, we've talked about all the you know upside here. Let's talk a bit a little bit about the downside of practicing because you're right. You you can be hard on yourself. What what are some of the things that throughout this journey? that you've been on, what are some of the things that are, that are frustrating to you, uh, as, as you practice and as you continually, you know, strive to get better at, at becoming a jazz pianist. So just talk a little bit about that. I think the, um, I think wanting to do too much is, is one, you know, uh, during a practice session, like we talked about that, that I'll, just out of the blue, think, okay, let's do a cyclical quadruplet with this, which I, when I haven't done a cyclical quadruplet in, it just popped into your, right, it just popped into your head. Let's you just, circle yeah. the root on, on this one. Okay. And when I have, we haven't done that. I mean, one thing you did last night, you on, on, uh, which, which brought, which is in line with what you're talking about in all of me, one of your improvisational measures, you did fourth these steps. Okay. And we've yeah, done that. Right. And I thought, wow, and I wrote down fourth these steps and we've done third, third steps in third. So that's, right. that's one thing that I find that I'm, you know, that's when I began to really not get anything done is, is when yeah. I start wanting, but I, my, my, uh, creativity, my, what, what I perceive as my inability to be creative, uh, is, is frustrating to me. Because I love the exercises and I love the structure. Um, you know, we were talking about when recently you and I were when I was working on tune up and I was improvising just using uh, arpeggios like the E minor going up and I would hit a, a hit that A7 coming down. And I said, but it's so monotonous sounding because then I, you know, you're just hitting four up, four down. It's a, you right, said, right. you know, we just hit one, you know, just hit two. Uh, right. and so my, my, the, the, I find it hard to improvise 
Uh, well, it, everyone, everyone does. Yeah. Right? And, and that, does. that's comforting but, somewhat that everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, because I can tell, right, you come in for a lesson and I can tell that, you know, when you when you're getting ready to leave, that it's been, it's been frustrating or you're, you're frustrated because uh, it, it all stems to that from the, you know, we always want to be further down the road than we are. Mm-hmm. All of us. And that never that never ends either. Right. I want to be further down the road than where I am as well. So, you know, I, like I tell students, we'll join the club. We all we all want to be further down the road. Um, and we always want to be more creative. We always think that our playing is somehow not creative enough, yeah. um, which, which, which then we, we, we kind of, uh, you know, we, we make that assessment that it's not creative enough. Therefore it's not enjoyable for somebody else to listen to. That's kind of what we're thinking. That's kind of the thought process. It's not creative enough. So therefore it's not enjoyable. And that's, that's just like, being your own worst enemy there, because that's just simply not true. Right. You know, going back to when you have house guests or you're at a house party and somebody wants you to sit down and play, play a tune and, and you sit down and and bang out a a couple choruses of summertime. Does not everyone in the room enjoy what you just got done playing? Yeah. Yes. Right. Right. And and, and that's it. I mean, I'm not going to put on a concert for anybody. I mean, that's, that's all that I'm going to play. And so, yeah, that's in fact, uh, uh, we were at our house in California. We had some friends there, and I put on our real pro, and which is able, I'm able to with a cable, like a little backing track, yeah, right. Come into the through the speaker of the piano, and and my friend Bob Izzy, uh, who's a great friend of mine there, who who I think I may have told you doesn't like music, and he says music is overrated. Uh, oh my God. Which I who is this guy? I, even he came in and he said that was really good. I mean, even well, let me tell you. Okay, all right, yeah. Let me tell you something. If a guy that's saying to you, "Music is overrated," is coming in and enjoying your music, you should be doing somersaults, man. I mean, <laughs> come on, that's. But he really liked the the real like the back the back uh, the I real boy. So you got a band playing behind you. I said, "Yeah, that that's." Man, man. Right, dude. That's like an eighth. That's like an atheist going to church saying, "I really enjoyed that." <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, it was, you know, so yeah, that's and it was nothing other than me just sitting there playing summertime, which, by the way, which I have done at the uh, uh, Monterey Jazz Festival. I've shown you, you know, there there was a piano yeah. set up at the Monterey Jazz Festival on a little patio, and I I've got it on video. I played summertime, so I tell people, yes, I played the Monterey Jazz Festival. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! And and you have you're not lying. Right. You played you played Montro. Yeah, that's that's tremendous. That's awesome. But yeah. but, it, but so, this has um, opened up our lives to listen to jazz music. I mean, your your uh, being with me has opened up. I mean, we love jazz music now. We've gone to the Monterey Jazz Festival in California now, ten or eight or ten times. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, seven or eight times. Well, since twenty fourteen, we've gone every year that's been there since twenty fourteen. And so, yeah. um, uh, but it's, it's just, but you've introduced me to artists I've never heard of before. I didn't know Chick Corea. I didn't know Oscar Peterson. Right. Uh, you know, I didn't know Bill Evans. Okay. I listen to Bill Evans right. all the time now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your world, your, your world's changed quite a bit, hasn't it? Yes, it has. And I think it, it yeah. you know, people who don't want to retire or say they don't want to retire, say that they 
don't know what they would do. Well, I, I know what I'm going to do. I, you know, <laughs> right. I'm going to play golf and play <laughs> yeah. the piano. Yeah, you get you have a pretty good life, my friend. You, not, you know, you're either on the go, you're either on the golf mm-hmm. course or sitting at the piano. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a you know that's a pretty darn good life mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. So it, right. it uh, but it's it stimulates me intellectually. Okay. People like yeah. A lot of people like to read. I'm, I don't read all that much, but I love to just yeah. sit down and and I've told you this. I'm almost a sponge with respect to the theory. Just the uh, yeah. Uh, you're. You know, now that now that I think about it, you're kind of a glutton for punishment because I can't think of two, I cannot think of two things other than piano or and golf that could cause more frustration no, I, in somebody's life. It's harder to throw a <laughs> piano than it is to throw. It's easier to throw a golf club than it is to throw a piano. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's funny, right? Yeah. So if you have a bad if you have a bad practice session, just go and grab a golf club and <laughs> fling it across the fling it across the room or something, right? right. Oh, that's awesome. So what else? You know, I, I you know, I, I think that's pretty typical uh, with everybody studying music. It's frustrating because, like I said, we always want to be further down the road than we are. We always think that we're not very creative. Are there any other things that kind of uh, raise their ugly head, demons that, that haunt you when you're practicing that make you get frustrated? No, and I know that you talked about the other night that that was one thing you were going to ask me. I've given that some thought. I mean, other than, you know, the things we've talked about, wanting to do too much and, and uh, expecting more out of myself and and uh, uh, right. the improv. Uh, but uh, uh, no, I mean it. It um, it's 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 you know it's just very enjoyable. Uh, you know, so um, right. well, right. And you're really, you know, you've stressed how important you know, how much you enjoy practicing the exercises, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, I'm doing air quotes here right now, you know, the, the exercises, which by the way, to me, it, I mean, that's, that's mu- It's music, right? It's whether you, when, if you play a scale, that's music. If you play an arpeggio, that's music. So it should be played like that. When well, you said that last night on the Zoom class, I mean, you said that yeah. you try to play right. music in a, in a, you know, with a swing, with a musical feel to it. Right. I want to play with the right. I want to, yeah, I want to always play everything I'm doing with the proper feel, proper articulation, good groove, all of that. Right. Um, But you are at, you know, you know, I want to just kind of sing your praises a little bit here because uh, I think um, a lot of listeners can relate to this as well, or may not, may not give them enough themselves enough credit as sometimes I think you do as well. And that is, the reality of it is, if you stopped right now, if you literally stopped right now, you know you have already accomplished enough in music with your being able to play your block shapes in your left hands and some voice chord voicings in your left hand, to be able to sit down and take a fake book or a uh, you know a lead sheet of some type with the chord changes and the melody, and you would in no time be able to bang out that tune and be able to play that song. Right. Um, yeah. And, and you would be able to do that for for countless number of songs. Yeah. So in essence, the way you've been studying, the, the grunt work that you've put in, your attention to studying chords, your attentions to developing technique through the practicing of scales and arpeggios has already has already put you in a position to where you could play music for the rest of your life. Yeah. Even if you didn't work any further to get any better. That's probably, and that, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. 
right? And that's phenomenal. Just stop to think about that. That's that's phenomenal. In fact, so much so that I, I and I think I've told you this that if somebody were to ask me to if if I were to have a a, a map of my musical growth, my musical journey, and somebody asked me to put a push pin on that map at the most significant moment in my development, I'd have to put that push pin with no, I wouldn't think twice. I would put that push pin at the point to where I felt like I could play my 60 chords Mm -hmm. and I could play, and I could play a melody over the top of those 60 chords. Mm -hmm. In other words, I could play a tune. I could play a melody of a tune and, and support that melody by playing the harmony, the chords. That was the most significant point in my musical development because I knew from there on out it was just only getting it was only going to get better from there. But at that point, I was able to play songs. Well, it's, and I was able to play. Yeah, I mean, it's it's countless no, number of songs. Right, it's it's like you said before. You've asked me, did you understand everything that I talked about in that podcast? I'm, yeah, I did. And you said that's that's big. You know that I did. It's it's huge, right? That's right. That that you can listen to a musical conversation and follow that musical conversation for an hour. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. That's a, that's a testimony to just how far you've come. You know, let me say this right? about you. Uh, uh, you know, we're doing more and more lessons remotely. Right. Um, but and and I'll confess, I don't get as much out of those lessons. But you were so far ahead of the curve in terms of when COVID hit and all that that of having lessons, providing lessons remotely. Right. I get so much out of it. And, I, and you know, you said I record those in person. I also have a recorder sitting on the computer when we're, when we're doing them remotely. But I get so much out of, out of doing those lessons remotely that I would have not right. ever believed I would have been able to get out of them. Uh, right, because you were a little skeptical at first. Yeah, yeah. Right, you were a little skeptical, but 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 we make those, you know, the online lessons are 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 valid. It's a viable it's a viable alternative to being in person. Well, and sometimes I get as much out. I get I get I'll say it. I get as much out of a lesson sometimes when we don't play. Uh, right. You know, and you've said that before when you were. I mean, you were taking lessons earlier that when you were younger that you want to hear me play. No, I. The questions you're asking, I understand, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, I had a teacher that sometimes the, the lesson would be so intense with the, understanding the musical concepts conceptually that had to, you know, he was huge on, if you didn't, if you didn't know it upstairs, it's not going to come out downstairs. And I, I completely concur with that. And I teach that same way that, you know, you, you have to un, have an understanding of a, a musical concept first upstairs before you're going to have any success with it physically. And, uh, and so th- there were some lessons that were so intense that we'd spend an hour on, on the conceptual understanding of a concept. And then at the end, you know, I would say, man, do you want to hear me play something? And he would say, no, he goes, I, no, I don't need to, because I, I know how you're progressing by the questions you ask and the statements you make. And I used to think he was a nut because I used to think, what, 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 what is that all about? And, but now after teaching 30 plus years, I totally get that because as a teacher, I do know how you're progressing by the questions you ask and the statements you make. And, and you always come to every lesson, whether it's in person or online loaded with fantastic questions and, and fantastic statements. So it's always what you're telling me in conversation is always affirming the direction you're going and and how it's going. So I thought one of the things that frustrates me, altered dominance, 
<laughs> it frustrates everybody. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a well, that's a big time skill, right? I don't know why that you came know, to mind, but alter dominance, yeah. Yeah, alter dominance are a big time skill and being able to see those altered nines and altered fives and you know, sharp elevens and that that takes what I call you mentioned it earlier, I call it harmonic vision, right? Your ability to see you know those keys and scales so well that you're able to see the harmonic structures within them. And the numbering of the and, that, and the numbering of the depending on what key you're in, the numbering of whatever note it is, that, that that's I, I loved one thing Daryl said last night about how he on the Zoom class about how he's watched uh, piano players in Nashville. They don't have right. they don't have C's or E's on their lead sheets. They've got numbers. Uh, yeah, and I've numbers. not gotten to the point where I've I have just haven't done it like on on all of me. I mean, it, I haven't done like David said last night, where he he played it in F instead of uh, uh, C major, and just looked at his function sheet and said, "Okay, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna play an F major, and then I'm gonna play an, an E dominant. I mean, an A dominant right. instead of the E dominant, right. and see how that sounds." Right. I haven't tried because that. he's thinking, yeah, and you should right using the harmonic function lead sheet to play it in a different key and think in that, learn how to think in that key. Right. Very invaluable. And, and, and that's, these are big time skills. So anybody listening, you know, the, the, and working on this stuff, I want you to know that those are big time skills. Um, so big that a lot of people just flat out decide, you know, choose to ignore them. Well, <laughs> and, I, and I haven't grasped the, 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 the value of being able to do that. I know that, that you played, um, St. Thomas, was it, that you played that in all 12 yeah. keys? Uh, I haven't right. grasped the value of, of being able or of needing or being able to do that as opposed to on all of me seeing the C major followed by an E, dom, e dominant 7 and A dominant and D, D minor. Uh, so, uh, Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you real quick, and I'll tell the listeners real, real quick, because the, the, the value of playing in, in different keys, being able to play comfortably in all 12 keys is because – songs and you know this already in fact all of me is a good example of it by the by the second chord you're already the chords pointing you to a different key so we, we you know all songs travel through a series of keys you know not not just the parent key that's in the key signature and so jazz musicians realize this and say geez you know i got to get comfortable i got to get comfortable playing in different keys you know i off the top of my head i'm thinking of the tune tangerine that the standard key is the key of f but there's four measures in there that dip dip into the key of a and you know if you're not comfortable with the key of a you're in trouble when you start playing tangerine when you get to those four measures so, well tune up's another so example i mean tune up you have three different the, key centers right the, that, or, that, well, that's exactly t- right. Was it tune up? Uh, not tune up, yeah. but it was. Um, oh, I don't remember what it was. Solar, solar. Is it solar that you were thinking no, of? No, uh, but the, we we played something that had three different key centers to begin the. Could have been any. Your you know the first yeah uh, twelve measures. Listen, were, a lot of take any of the songs out of the Great American Songbook. You know the standards. They 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 wander through different keys. All the things you are. Look at all the different yeah. All the things you are. That, that, that's a good that, example. That right. Through, right. So, um, well, wonderful. So what, uh, you know, what pearls of wisdom, what words of encouragement would you give listeners to the Jazz Panel Skills podcast that maybe folks that are just starting out on the journey or maybe folks that have been doing the journey as long or, or longer than you that, that, that are experiencing ups and downs? What, what, what words of encouragement would you like to pass along to all the listeners? Well, when people who I talk to who are my contemporaries and I'll, you know, 
they're they're surprised to hear me say I play the piano. Uh, and and they'll ask me inevitably, did you play as a kid? No, uh, I didn't. I, I was 46 when I started. It's never too late That's to start. I mean, I, you know, I'm thinking about this uh, in context of because uh, I told Jennifer, I said, no, do I, do I? she said, what well, do you want to be? Do you want to play the piano when you're 60? I said, yeah. She said, well, then start, you know. So I, I guess that would be one thing I would say is 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 it's never too late. I don't care how old you are. I don't. It's never too late to start. And if you don't think you have rhythm, then neither did I, and neither do I, you know. Uh, and it's 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 something. If you enjoy it, it's worth it's worth uh, uh, getting involved in. Uh, and you know, the other thing I would say is is devote the time to it. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here thinking I don't have enough time during the day. To, I mean, I, I would rather, at times, I would rather sit here six or eight hours in different set settings, sittings, to uh, right. to get in everything I think I need to get in. But it's not like I need to. I don't want to get to the point where I'm thinking this is a real pain in the rear, you know. Uh, right. Which I I would think right. working six or eight hours at it, I'm like, uh, right. So, right. but I I you got just devote the time. That uh, even if you know on a on a frequent basis, even if it's not for any extended period of time, to to just keep at it uh, right. and make sure you like it. I mean, you know, you may not you may not like it if you you, you know there's nothing wrong with wanting to do something else, I guess. But uh, yeah, but um, uh, you know, that's that that's the, those are the things that come to mind. And get a good and, teacher. And I would have I mean, to add get, to that. You're, you're a wonderful I would have, teacher. Get a good teacher. Oh, man. Well, I think I get. I think good instruction helps. And, and then I, I would add to that, just be patient, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a game of patience. You have to be patient with this process. Yeah. Yeah, that's the last thing you said in this podcast this week. And that's the last thing I wrote down in the podcast was, was uh, uh, be patient. No, be patient. You said it yeah. in the fifty-five right. minute and twenty-five second mark. You said be patient. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. So, well, listen, Mike. I, you know, it's uh, it's been a pleasure to spend this hour with you. And you know, you said at the beginning of the podcast, you made a statement that you know you, the, the the you know I was I was saying it in tongue in cheek, and then you you were serious when I said your life changed forever. You know, and you said yes, it did change forever when when we met in. And we started studying jazz together. But I just want to let you know that that my life has changed forever, too. And, uh, you know, being able to call you more, mo- most importantly, being able to call you my friend right. is has been a tremendous blessing. And uh, as Al Franzen used to say mm-hmm. to me, one of my teachers that he used to always say, the greatest thing about music is the people that you meet through it. And I would have to. Uh, confirm and affirm that statement that that is very true and you're you're a testimony to that. Well, you I are too. I mean, that's, well, and, and the people we see in the the regulars we see on Thursday nights or you know yeah in the class everybody it's, mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 a blessing it's no maybe without with it, the so. exceptional one but I oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> me, <laughs> right? You, right? Yeah, that class, that that master class would be great if only I weren't there, right? So, <laughs> no, so anyway. but I know it's wonderful. I mean, you uh, you said that about Al Franzen before, and and how 
It is. It is true. I mean, it's. I enjoy talking it to is. everybody. That, you know, who, who who's on the right. Zoom class. Well, look at and look at you know in your own circles. You know, the people that you share with music with and talk to, with about music and like your your experiences at the Montreux Jazz Festival and the people that you've met there. You know, like the female drummer friend that. Uh, oh yeah, that, uh, Dottie. That, that, yeah, that, who just recently passed yes. away. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And she's she big time drummer mm-hmm. and played with all the all the greats in the jazz industry. So so, you know, it, it's no doubt about it. So I just want to say, you know, uh, for the record, for the record. So whenever you think I'm just being mean to you, I'm, I'm going to pull this up and for the record, show you how that I actually went went in the podcast for all history to say to you, man, thank you for being my friend. Thank that, you for being is, my friend. It's a it's it's a great blessing. So me too. All right. Well, that. Thanks, Mike. Thanks so much. And that's Mike Kanopic and uh, jazz piano skills member and, and student here at the Dallas School of Music with me. And like I just said, and my friend. So I hope you enjoyed all the listeners. I hope you enjoyed this uh, this episode of Jazz Piano Skills. It will be uh, if you want to watch the video of it, it will be posted on YouTube here shortly. And of course, you can listen to this uh, podcast episode through any of the major uh, the, the podcast directories such as uh, Apple and Google Podcast, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and so forth. So, Mike, thank you once again. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And now Please I guess mind. it's time it's time for you time for you to go play a little golf. It's too cold. <laughs> I'll play piano this afternoon there. instead. There you go. Be- better choice. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Well, I hope you have found this Jazz Panel Skills podcast with special guest Mike Kanopic to be insightful and, of course, beneficial and, most importantly, inspirational. One of my mentors and teachers, Al Franzen, used to say to me after every lesson, never forget, the greatest thing about music is the people that you meet through it. And the privilege of knowing Mike, the privilege of being able to call him my friend, confirms Al's sentiment 100%. Don't forget, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I will see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass, 8 p.m. Central Time, to discuss this podcast episode featuring Mike Kanopic in greater detail and to answer any questions that you may have about the study of jazz in general. As always, you can reach me by phone, 972 380 8050 extension 211 by email Dr. Lawrence dr lawrence at jazzpianoskills.com or by speakpipe nifty little widget found throughout the entire jazz piano skills website well there's my cue that's it for now and until next week enjoy the journey enjoy the inspirational pearls of wisdom shared by Mike Konamik and most of all have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.